Where there is a will, there is a way. Don't we know that? If you are determined to do something in life, you will do it no matter what. This is what we learned from our guest this week, Chitwan Sidhu, an interior designer. Extremely passionate about her work, Chitwan started her journey as a ceramic artist and though had to leave work to be with her husband, she never let her creative side die. In fact, she fueled it wherever she went. From developing her pottery skills in Japan to teaching design and then studying interior design in London, she made sure she kept her creativity alive. Finally, once back in India, she set up her design studio, Chitwan Sidhu Interiors and Design, which provides bespoke high-quality design solutions to her clients. So hi, Chitwan. Um, first of all, let me welcome you to this series of conversations with About Her. So as you probably know, the idea here is to get women achievers, who we call women trailblazers, to come and share the journey of their lives with us, to tell us about their struggles, challenges, ups and downs, highs and lows, achievements, so that other women who either listen to them or read about them get inspired. They get motivated okay. to step out of their comfort zones or whatever else is holding them back and realize their full potential. And eventually, we want to build a community of women who are there to inspire, support, empower each other so that we grow together. Now, you've, of course, made a name for yourself in the field of interior designing. And uh, today, we would like to hear your views on some of the questions that we have for you. So thank you, first of all, for being with us, taking time out of your schedule to be with us. So welcome. And here goes. Okay. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> So a little bit about your early life and childhood, like an icebreaker. Well, okay, great. So I was born in Delhi and uh, at a very young age, my father uh, used to work for the Indian Railways and he was posted to Mozambique. And uh, so I lived many years, almost six or seven years in Maputo. And at the age of, um, I think, seven, I knew three languages which was uh, Hindi, wow. English, and Portuguese, because, you know, um, Mozambique had just got its independence from the Portuguese at that time. So, you know, that's why Portuguese. And uh, I went to an international school. And so, you know, I was exposed to many nationalities at a very early age. Um, at the age of 11, my parents moved back to India. And uh, I was put at my father's old boarding school, Lawrence School Sanar, where I spent seven very, very formative uh, years of my childhood. Uh, so that's a little bit about my childhood. <laughs> and uh, do you think like whatever you, as a child, whatever you experienced or went through had an impact on your later life, the kind of person you became or the kind of person you are now? Definitely. I mean, I think, you know, having had the well, privilege or exposure or whatever for a very young age to be in a, in, you know, and I'm talking about, you know, the 70s, I'm not talking about today's world, right? So to have lived abroad, been in an international school, and then suddenly from one extreme to the other, which is a boarding school and a very, very, like it wasn't a, you know, it was a very, it was, a, I don't know if people know about it now, but it was a very Spartan sort of 
military, it's all, it was an ex-military sort of uh, school, but yeah, so very Spartan, very, uh, you know, body school anyway, uh, you have to be independent, it's a different way of growing up, so yeah, so it was from one extreme to the other, and I have to say, it has shaped the way I, um, I, I am today, to a large extent, um, and uh, if there's anything I learned was never give in which was which is really my boarding school's motto mm -hmm. okay. yeah. and uh and that's that's something that i kind of it goes through in you know in my life and uh as one says you know uh, you don't know what you can do until you don't do what you do so that's what it is you know that's yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> so you gotta try <laughs> absolutely yeah. okay so uh, what motivated you to get into interior designing as a career option? So going back to uh, school, I there was a really, really amazing uh, ceramic department there, great teachers. And I found this love and passion for ceramics. And if I may boast, I kind of won <laughs> the ceramic uh, prize for, I think, two or three years consecutively. Wow. Uh, and, and, you know, and so... In that sense, um, you know, and art and design is all related. So I post uh, doing college, I then uh, set up my own pottery studio in Delhi. Uh, and that's, again, I'm talking about the late 90s, uh, where, you know, you didn't get materials uh, easily. You ha I remember going to Chandni Chok to buy glazes and, you know, get like a novelty to be able to own a, a kiln or you know a potter's wheel etc so I set up my own studio called Kill 2000 and I taught I exhibited and uh, yeah it was a very exciting time um, and post that I you know I moved to Tokyo with my husband and uh, there I continued this whole passion for uh, pottery at the Japan Pottery Club I exhibited at Mitsukoshi Ginza and somehow you know, stumbled onto this uh, this couple uh, who used to do public art uh, and were working on, uh, you know, a big project at that time um, called Rapongi Hills. And we collaborated together for an Italian restaurant. And Rapongi Hills at that time was something like what you'd have Horizon One, lots of very fancy apartments, bars, restaurants, offices. And uh, for me, it was like, nothing I'd ever seen and I have to say the cutting edge design the aesthetics everything it just really appealed to me and I think that was the beginning of my interest in interiors you know so yeah that was one of my biggest motivations at that time um and uh, yeah that's what got me okay and despite starting, against... sorry yeah and that's what got me to start thinking about design and you know okay. In, and you kept this passion alive. Forward. Yeah. So despite moving with your husband to different places, you managed to keep the passion alive. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure we'll come to that later. But uh, yeah, I did. I mean, I felt that, uh, you know, I was in a phase of my life where I just got married and somehow it, my husband's job was something that required a lot of moving of countries and also you know the natural thing of having children so um so I think post Tokyo I 
spent a few years having children moving countries, but of course, learning from every country and uh, taking in all their aesthetics, their way of living, you know, every country has their own, uh, just to let you know which countries, Singapore and then London uh, and Dubai. And uh, yeah, so once I sort of had kind of, was at a stage where I felt, okay, I've done, I've had one child, I'm ready to sort of go back to um, uh, working, there was a gap. So that's when I said, let me study interior design. And we were in London at that time. And my son was two. And uh, I went back to school. And I remember, uh, you know, being at school, being a mother, and then working at night on my dining table for hours. And that's the kind of effort it takes, I guess, to, to, you know, do it all, as they say. (laughs) Yeah. So a little about a little bit about some of the challenges that you faced in your journey. I mean, how? Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, the challenges I'd say, well, particularly towards interiors and what I do, are, are probably the same that you know most designers uh, face: bad contractors or difficult clients, or you know, uh, and Pinterest. By the way, <laughs> for me, <laughs> that's actually hugely challenging because most of clients look at Pinterest and say I can have this but then the home is something else so yeah, you know uh, yeah. so that's you know one of the things and then obviously there's um, client uh, you know budgeting timelines and sort of meeting everything as a designer right to sort of deliver that project or yeah so those are I think uh, the challenges of my work are and of course, the journey that you take to sort of overcome and you learn through each project, um, you know, that how do you, you know, take on this challenge and how can you do better next time? I think that's sort of, I guess, my journey. You and, learn uh, as you go and, you know, each project. Yeah, you learn. And it's, I think that's a natural process in any career, I suppose, yeah. Of course. And any special challenges because you're a woman? Um, well, yes and no. I think, I think the world is really uh, sort of changing thanks to all the feminism and all that stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the work I'm in, it's, it's quite common for women to be designers. Um, of course, you know, if you're dealing with labor and contractors and builders and all that sort of thing, uh, it is fairly male dominated from that point of view. Um, but I think the way to sort of overcome it and for any job really is just to be really good at what you do and know what, know what you're doing you know people you command that respect by just knowing it knowing your job well mm-hmm. um, and so that's something I have to say now I have the benefit I'm sure there's a lot more for me to learn but yeah that's sort of the challenges and then how I overcome them I think that's just really how um, yeah it's been for me but any challenges you faced are from home or something? So were you, I mean, able to get all the support that you needed to pursue your uh, passion? Oh, okay, that way. Oh, so, okay. so from that point of view, I have to say that I have a very, very supporting family. And I think, uh, you know, to have a supporting husband and, uh, you know, sort of, and my children are now older. They like what they like to take interest in what I do. So that's also very encouraging and supporting. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do it otherwise, for sure. 
But yeah. I think it's it also in a way works for men, you know. Obviously, it's just more cliche to say, okay, men go to work and women are generally the ones who take care of the kids and all that. But honestly, I don't even think men can um can do the job well if they don't have a good, happy environment at home, right? If supporting yeah. wives to take care of the kids and all that. So um I have to say my husband and I managed to balance it out. Uh, but I also am blessed that when we moved back to India, we decided to sort of be near my parents and my, you know, the extended family. So I get a lot of support. So I think that has played a huge part in, you know, helping me go to wherever I am today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, so a mom, a wife, a daughter, daughter-in-law, and an interior designer. So. How do you juggle so many roles and how do you balance out? Hard work, honestly, I have to say. Um, there's not, there's no escaping it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do wake up uh, early in the morning for the children before they go to school. My older one's going to college this year, so that's one that's. But, you know, um, and, uh, and you know, if there work deadlines, then you have to be up at night and I do it and I put in that work, so those hours it's required and I think um, that's the only way you can really do it all Um, I think it's very hard and simplistic to say okay uh, you know my work hours are so and so to so and so over time Uh, but the nature of my work is not such uh, it's it's sort of quite demanding you know especially people's homes it's a very aspirational space for people and uh, I get messages at 12 o'clock at night, which I choose to ignore, of course. But, oh, I got an idea from Pinterest, you know, and stuff like that. So, yeah. So, but delivering, you know, so when it's required, you have to put in the hard, the time post in our work and all that. That's all happened. That's what I do. And that's how I managed to do it all. So what, I mean, if something comes up together, so maybe, you know, a work emergency along with something at, you know, so how, how do you do that then? It's hard. I mean, this is one. In fact, May is going to be one of those months. And I'm really, because I have three projects that are finishing. I have my help who decided to go for a wedding. Oh. And I have Stan's 12th board. Uh, well, he's in IB, so those exams. And uh, I have, uh, you know, so everything just coming together. Um, so somehow, I don't know. I find a way. (laughs) What can I say? I just, (laughs) there's no uh, sort of cookie cutter approach to this. I think you just find ways to, uh, I mean, having said that, these projects were meant to be timed differently. One was meant to finish in Jan. You know, these things happen, right? And the other one was meant to finish in December. And, you know, but some are all finishing this month. So, (laughs) so, you know, and uh, so that's just the way it is. And, um, course I, like I said I'm going to be able to do this because I have a lot of support from my my husband um, but my children are also now at an age where I can sort of leave them they're independent to a large extent so that plays a big sort of factor actually that's true yeah okay so uh, what would you say has been your biggest achievement or your biggest success so far Ah, okay. So maybe if you'd asked me that question 10 years ago, I probably, you know, uh, would have answered differently, right? Because I think the first thing is 
business to get started and that in itself is a success right yes. but once uh, once you have started then the other way is to constantly think about how to do better and improve right so so it's you know it's just it's a different perspective of what you sort of like you know uh, deem as success i'd say when i first set up my pottery studio in sort of early well late 90s was i thought successful and uh, and now i think um, my success is the fact that i have a lot of confidence and respect from my clients i'd say that's what sort of makes me feel it's, it's you know uh, that it's it's been that's my success i'd say when i walk away from a project and i know it's gone well and uh, you know uh, there's I've been blessed with really like a lot of confidence from my clients, you know, for my work. Okay. So we are all humans. We have our bad days. There are days when we don't want to go to work, when we maybe just, you know, lounge at home or whatever. So when you have such days, how do you keep yourself motivated and inspired to kind of keep going? Okay. Um, so, you know, how do I keep myself inspired and motivated? I think it's the creative challenge of my work. I just love it. I, I think about it all the time. I think I sort of finally am in the space that I truly am passionate about. So yeah, that's what motivates me. But yeah, having said that, sure, there are days when you know it's it's hard. You have to decide. You may not be well. It's you know all those things do happen. But then I, I look at the end goal, and I know that you know I've got to. And I'm blessed to have this great work and uh, I got to finish it, right? And I do it well. So I think that's my, that's what keeps me inspired and motivated. Yeah. And the creative challenge. That's the biggest motivator, actually. Each okay. project has a different creative challenge. And I think, uh, you know, that's, that's my, my thing. That's my motivation. You know, be able to create something different every time. Yeah, I'm sure. Because everything, every project in that sense is different. You know, you may yeah, be designing home. Every home is different. Every client is different. Yeah. So, yeah. And right. and I'm not just doing homes. I'm doing restaurants, um, you know, and uh, other things as well, offices. So, and, you know, dealing with builders, dealing directly with architects, dealing just with, um, you know, a client and their home. So every everything is a different aspect. Every project then becomes different in how how that whole equation works you know yeah I guess and the creativity yeah. can never be boring pardon creativity can never be boring or uninspiring no it can never be boring right because yeah. i'm like oh great i've got this new project so now how am i going to how am i going to create this it's like giving birth to a baby almost and then when you see it you know complete you're like okay so i created that and i walked away sort of giving happiness to my client or whoever it was you know and myself yeah, yeah. so <laughs> also so yeah Definitely. so that's motivating yeah okay so future 10 years from now yeah. where do you see yourself um 10 years from now uh i'd say i'd have a very different answer if you'd asked me this question 10 years ago mm-hmm. but uh, you know i think 10 years from now i would like to be sort of 
somebody who's at least in my own way contributed something towards design, towards aesthetics, I don't know, and perhaps been a part of a very exciting project, uh, which has sort of, you know, been, you know, there are a lot of words people are using these days, sustainability and all that sort of, you know, environmentally friendly, all those kind of works. So can, how can I use that in my work? And I'd like to be a part of that in some way, I'd say. And not just purely look at, you know, the look and feel and, you know, just not just purely look at it as like, okay, we're building this and we're going to make it look like this and that, but also look at other aspects of it. So in that sense, um, yeah, that's what I'd like to be sort of recognized as someone who's contributed towards design, aesthetics, environment, you know, all that sustainability. and So some of the most important or, you know, crucial learnings of your life, I mean, as a working lady, as a mother, or you know, what do you think life has taught you? What has life taught me? I've, uh, well, I'd say I'm going to be 50 this year and I can hopefully say that on camera. I'm very happy I've lived 50 years. Mm-hmm. Um, is that uh, be comfortable at the stage of life you're in and don't measure it with other people. Um, I think that is the most important thing um, because it every situation is relative to whatever that person's personal circumstance may be. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's, that's something which is, is crucial and, you know, having the ability to, to do and achieve whatever you want to try and achieve is more important than just, you know, um, sort of thinking about it and not doing it and just sitting around. It's fun to just give it a shot and try. You know, yeah. That's important. Yeah. Okay. So you feel should not be, you know, like just by getting swayed by what people do, but basically being able to do what you want to do. Right? That's what you mean. Oh, yeah. Do what you want to do if you're privileged enough to do. I mean, it's, it's also a very relative term in terms of Sometimes it's a necessity and sometimes it's a privilege, right? So, um, so if you are, if you have the privilege, then don't waste it. <laughs> uh, and if you have to do it and, but you'd rather do something else, then, you know, it's a different way of looking at it, right? So, <laughs> you know, like as in you'd rather be a diff- in a different career, but you have to do this because, you know, it's uh what sort of makes you live it on a daily basis so those are different ways of looking at it I don't know if I've answered your question completely but maybe you could <laughs> maybe no, I digress life means different things to different people we all look at it differently yeah. the same question yeah. obviously will be answered differently by different people so it's your perspective you know which is yeah uh, and also I, I have to say you see in the 60s people were just living like till their 40s right so it was very different ways of looking at life. Now we have longer lifespans. Everything is viewed differently in terms of careers. You can change. You can do a lot of different things with that longer lifespan. Or maybe I think an average lifespan today is at least 70, I'd say. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So I think, you know, use it. And it could be different things that you do at different phases of your life. 
in yeah. the 30s or 20s something else 40s is something else and it's all work related it doesn't yeah. there's also that whole thing of as women so to speak we are biologically the people who if you want to have children are the ones who can have the children right so uh, you know there's that whole thing of, what is it that amrita sen talked about the missing income talked about about you know women and uh, so that is a very vital role right it's about giving back to society because there's so many ways of giving back to society is the yeah, biggest thing thing is to procreate right and to for the next generation to grow so women in their own way are doing that job right and it could very well be since we have longer uh, life spans that you say okay if you really and if you are one of those people who want to have children uh that you spend that first few years of your life uh, uh you know bringing up and raising good children who will make a difference in the world for tomorrow right because that's really important to sort yeah. of have you know sound sensible good children because <laughs> that's tomorrow's future absolutely um and uh and that's a role you play and then you know you can you can shift gears i did it i shifted gears from you know uh doing pottery having children i i even actually in between taught design and technology at the british school in tokyo i set up the department there actually when i was there and you know so you shift gears and uh and then um, then eventually into 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 you know interiors so so that's what i'd say just be comfortable in that phase and don't try and chase it all because i don't think it's possible <laughs> yeah. it's not physically okay there is a time for everything of course definitely definitely yeah yeah so uh, a woman who's done well for herself who's made a name for herself how does the world react to her i've had very positive so going by my sort of experience it's been very encouraging very positive i think um i think you'd be surprised at the amount of support you get actually um at least amongst my friends family uh and if you're good at what you do it doesn't come for free i'd say course, it comes by hard work yeah yeah definitely um then it leads to even better things i think the the response and the reaction very positive it's been very positive for me so you think by and large people are beginning to get supportive of women stepping out doing their thing and like you said of course you have to be good at what you're doing but yeah, to yeah. be able to prove that you have to first have the initial support and encouragement because you know even proving your mettle takes a while so yeah. uh, we are like we've as a society we have evolved where people are willing to give that opportunity to women to prove themselves is that what you're saying yeah 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 provided you have you know you can do it and you prove that you can you're not just somebody who's you know who's not who's just asking for all that without uh doing the work that you know knowing the work well yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. of course <laughs> so yeah i think so and i've seen it in various strata i mean it's not just sort of say amongst my friends circuit i've seen it in you know different different circuit strata in society i think it's a very positive uh reaction okay 
And I, I know like the younger generation, I like my children's generation, or even maybe that's too far. I think women and men are going to be pretty much quite equal, I think, in uh, how they work, what they, how they maybe divide household chores, how they view things. I think it's, it's going to become more and more equal. Mm-hmm. That's really positive. Yeah. Okay. So we were, of course, you mentioned about shifting gears and, you know, taking on different uh, things like you also kind of done that in your life. And nowadays you do come across people who maybe, you know, have been pursuing a particular profession for a period of time and then they decide to switch gears and they decide to do something completely different or they could be doing two things together. Like, you know, doctor suddenly yeah. decides to become an author or I mean, an author cannot become a doctor at a late age, but the yes, yeah, yeah. Can. maybe yeah. that too will happen. But as of now, this is what <laughs> you're seeing, you know, a banker becoming a farmer. So why do you think this is happening or what is it that is letting people do this? Longer lifespans, as I mentioned earlier, uh, yeah. just that, as I said, you know, 60s, uh, people didn't live that long. I think life, average life expectancy was about 41 and Today, I think average life expectancy is 70 and, uh, you know, there's just better med- medical health care so you can live and work, you know. Uh, so, yeah, shifting gears is, is probably going to be very common and even more common for my children's generation. So, uh, yeah. So you That's... think it's the longer lifespan or anything else also that you think is the reason behind it well well longer lifespan but also i think uh you know it's a very natural thing to uh, sort of be in a career and uh sadly realize maybe this wasn't for you mm-hmm. and, and 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 somehow just the way our education system and just the way our way of life is that you know you finish school and you have to suddenly decide what you want to study in university and then Sometimes you just do a vague thing and then you, but by, by 21, you have to decide, right? And I, I don't think a lot of people really even know at 21 if that's really the right career for them. So they may do it for a few years uh, and, and realize later on that, you know, uh, perhaps they, they could do something different or build on what they've learned and then take it to a different sort of uh, line of work. So it's, I think it's all so a lot of things are very transferable in terms of your your learnings. Um, so yeah, it's I think that's also a factor, of course, for people to change gears. Mm-hmm. It could also be sometimes due to um, unforeseen circumstances. I mean, maybe COVID was one of those things <laughs> mm-hmm. for a lot of people, right? I think a lot of people change gears post COVID. Okay. I mean, for me, my career boomed. FYI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, because everybody wanted to think about their homes. Um, okay. but, but for a lot of other people, it, it, they changed and they come up with some brilliant, uh, you know, um, ideas post-COVID. So, yeah. So like mm-hmm. they say, different things to different people. I mean, the same thing can affect different people in different ways. So, yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's also part of the why things can change it could be external unforeseen circumstances it could be you just were in a wrong uh, the wrong line or maybe not even the wrong line just figured in your 40s or something that uh, hey you know you could be better at this and there's this knowledge you have which you could use in another space 
Yeah. So uh, something know. that probably you always wanted to do but wasn't able to do, and now you suddenly feel. Yeah, but but I have to say there is a certain amount of value in knowing something well, right? So if you yeah. have spent like twenty years working in a certain space and then suddenly you want to change, so you've got to like go. You'll have to go down that ladder, you know, to learn the new new yeah, ladder yeah, of work. Right. So you got to be prepared for that. Yeah, know? of course, of course. So, yeah. Can't so, be hard so yeah. yeah, like even with my work, I I may be doing very different kind of work today, but I also started off somewhere, right? And it yeah. wasn't so glamorous in terms of my projects before, right? So yeah. you learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So successful woman. Uh, any piece of advice that you would like to give to young girls who are on the threshold of their personal lives, professional lives, just, you know, kind of setting out in their maybe early 20s, uh, you know, mid 20s, anything that because see women as compared to men do have a different role. And, you know, they have many more roles and many more responsibilities. So, right, yeah. I mean, if you were to say guide someone or, you know, tell them how to maybe, you know, lead their lives, what would you like to tell them? Um, I'd say that, I mean, like I said, it's a very relative question in terms of your, where you're coming from and, you know, in that, that time of your life and your space in terms of financially and a lot of other external circumstances, right? Um, but I would say that it's really important as women to have the ability to, uh, be financially independent at any point in their lives, whether they're doing it at that point or not. So work towards that. I'd mm-hmm. say that's that's one of the things. And if you're in your 20s and 30s, you're sort of figuring it out, right? So you, I'm assuming you probably are going to be working and, uh, you know, trying to save money and on and, you know, build a name for yourself. And maybe perhaps have children. So it's a, it's a kind of, a, you know, a, sort of it's a it's a sort of learning phase of your life but eventually I think that's what I would I would sort of say you know um it's not about wearing it on your sleeve success or financial independence and all that but you know to to have it quietly and even if you're not working know that you can be independent at any point if the need arises is really one of my sort of uh things that I would sort of say my tell my daughter or anybody sort of moving ahead so which means you've got to be up to date with the world and uh you know you can't be sitting at home and not and just sort of closing your eye to the world and what's going on and uh thinking okay you can so you know there are a lot of ways of doing so yeah so you think financial independence is very important you may not be you know doing it right now you may not be independent at this point because of various reasons but you should have the ability to become independent when it when the need arises. Yeah, and if you need to be, and, and you don't have to sort of wear that on your sleeve and sort of say, okay, this is this is how I measure success because I have so much money or I have this or I have that, yeah, yeah. you know. I, I, I think it's more about, there are a lot of persons, work satisfaction, which is so important, you know. Sometimes it's not only monetary, right? You can be doing a job where, 
you just truly want to do it and it's maybe some if you have that privilege and it's not maybe so well paid mm-hmm. you know but it's going to make you learn a lot of a lot of hard lessons or maybe sort of make you better at what you do yeah um so yeah i'd say so 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 that is it and you know that just have that up your sleeve always in life but you can be independent financially you whenever you want to be uh have a career have whatever but you don't have to be shouting it out and you don't have to be sort of saying this is how successful i am that's it yeah i think that gives you if you have that in your mind that you can do it then that'll give you that confidence you know the you know the ability to kind of hold your head high and not like you know look towards someone yes. to support you or to be yeah. there or to take care of you yeah 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 because you don't know right life can always show you all sorts of oh yes spanner <laughs> so you know i have in a large to a large extent i'd even say that to men right i mean it's just yeah, something yeah, yeah. you should always have that ability to be able to stand up on your feet and hold your head up high and it is unfortunately a financial thing as well of course, of course. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You don't ever give up on that. All right. So they say a woman is a woman's worst enemy. You agree? Um, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> But why? Why is it like? Or is it something that we are made to believe, or is it really true? Um. I don't know maybe we overthink things sometimes is that a woman's nature mm-hmm. so that could be one of the reasons i don't know so, so what do what are your thoughts on this is out of your sort of interest sort of no question i, I didn't feel that sometimes you know maybe we are made to believe that because see i, I mean if you're really open minded and if you kind of the way men are with other men you know there some kind of professional jealousy all these things are always there to human beings sometimes you know you do feel jealous of somebody and you do have that fomo and all of that but it's natural why do we i mean i just feel that we've been made to believe that a woman is like that even a man can be a man's enemy yeah why is it I, always I, a woman who's okay. talked about I, i mean it's not necessary yeah, yeah. so, I so you know, I... they just kind of harp too much on it and uh, you know like it's not that true either because sometimes yes maybe out of insecurity because you know it's a male dominated world and maybe because of the money that a man has you know you may be fighting for that you know but at the end of the day if women get together you know i have a very um, interesting perspective on it i think that somewhere man as in man realize that women get together because i think emotionally women are stronger they may just rule this world so they just divide, just to divide <laughs> and rule that's what, that's my view I mean, it could be. It could be. I, I personally don't dwell on that because I love sort of sharing. I feel the mm. more you give, the more you get back. Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I've seen that happen in my work. I, uh, you know, I'm happy to recommend people. I'm happy to. I feel there's even enough work for designers. Yes, Th- yes there's, yes. there's enough for everybody. You just have to build your own uh, sort of. area of expertise and whatever people come to you for various reasons for for them for work so i i don't i so i don't think of that too much uh i actually like to support 
uh, other women because I got I got somewhere because one of my girlfriends gave me a good first break, right? So, so you know, one of my girlfriends was school. So, you know, I, of course, she, she gave me that break because she saw I was putting a lot of hard work. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But that anybody yeah. else also would have given yeah. you a break only if you were good. Yeah, yeah. that is fair. Yeah. So, you know, so I see women, they're all types. Yeah. So I, I'm, uh, I'm not this till now that's what and so why focus <laughs> on the negative let's look at the positive and be there for each other okay. yeah i would say absolutely well, I, I like to personally do that for sure which is what we're doing right now yes. yeah as long as yeah exactly and as long as they're not taking away my clients and things like that I'm okay. yeah, yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so yeah you know it's all okay you know, i'm happy to share with whatever i'll get back Yes, and I think everybody has their share of you know you, you are born with yeah. destiny, and certain things are meant to yeah. happen, and they will happen. Yeah, you know? yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Okay, so finally, can a woman have it all? <laughs> well, you can as long as you sort of uh, are realistic about what is all, you know. <laughs> so. And 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 you're realistic in terms of uh, what you want out of out of that phase of your life, you know. Um, and if you say, okay, maybe these are the years I want to have children. These are the years I want to have really, but you know, take my career career up a notch up or whatever. This is where I want to be a great wife or a great daughter or a great, uh, you know, um, daughter or whatever things. So. I think you can have it all if you're just realistic because you can't do everything all the time. It's not physically possible. No, it isn't. Right? So if you're realistic about how your lifespan is going to be and what you want out of it, I mean, I also have, I am surrounded, I have to say, by very strong women. (laughs) My mother, my sister, um, you know, so, so yeah, I, I think, everybody is very content in whatever they've, you know, so it's all about how you view your life and you you can have it all if you, you set your goals in the right way. So maybe not, like I read somewhere that you can't have it all at once and at the same time. So it depends. That's what, exactly. You've said right? it perfectly. Yeah. Right. So yes, it depends on the phase of your life, what you want in that phase. And of course you have to put in the effort for that and all, you know, all of that. But yes, yeah. you can't like grab it all. You can't, you know, say be greedy and say that <laughs> everything right now and my way. Yeah, yeah. it's just just all those movies that okay, you just had a baby and you're breastfeeding and you're trying to like be top in your career and you yeah, be yeah, like big wife and you're trying to have a great social life and you're trying to. <laughs> That's all in know, the movies. It, it's all in the movies. It's not happening no. <laughs> in reality. <laughs> So let's be, so as long as one is realistic and you sort of realize that this is the time in your or phase of your life, that this is what you focus on. And then there are other phases where you focus on different things. I think through the whole lifespan, your lifespan, when I'd say when you kind of become an adult at 18 or 20, perhaps, or whatever, and you go, you uh, you sort of look back and say, yeah, I did have it all because I did all those things when it was the yeah, time to yeah, do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's what I'd say is when you can have it all. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I guess that's it. Thank you. Okay. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to this podcast. Tune in every Thursday for some more inspiring conversations with women trailblazers. If you like the show, follow us and you could leave a review to help us get better. You could even get in touch with us on any one of our social media handles.